0: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Live from Atlanta, the moment you wait for all week. Your chance to get informed, entertained, and occasionally outraged. Welcome to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Are we ready to have a little
2: fun? Raise a little hell? Have a good time on a Sunday morning? I know I am. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios because when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, my friends at Rocket Mortgage can. They can help you out. They can. They say can. And they'll help you out. Tony Piano's here running the show. That's how you find him on Twitter. His name's Anthony, though. His parents gave him a very formal name, and he really embraces it, and he loves it. Makes him seem a little more mature. For me, nothing helps. And no, it's not Jonathan, by the way. It is not the Hebrew Jonathan. It is just John. Like John the Baptist. Very similar. That's the way that name goes. My mom reminded me this week when I was in Philly that I was named after John the Baptist. And um, let me just start out the uh, show this morning a little bit early um, with a little bit of my week. Uh, Quickly, because we're family here at the show. And I like to be able to, uh, you know, have conversations with you and... Be able to I guess share what's going on, so I went up to Philly this week, and my mom had a big doctor's appointment on Wednesday, and she was meeting with an oncologist because they thought things weren't looking good for her uh, from what they had seen uh, in a matter of uh some some tests and some scans and everything and My mom, who you've heard many times on the show here, and I'm debating whether you will hear from her one more time, uh, has been given a terminal diagnosis for cancer. So my mom's going to pass. And at the age of 91, she has decided not to do any further treatment. And so she is going to exit the earth on her own terms. She is going to make sure all of her affairs are in order. She's a woman of great faith, which she passed on to her son. Which I'm trying to pass on to my daughter. And she's being absolutely amazing about it. Um, you've heard me many times. You've heard my mom on the show many times. Mother's Day and some other things. She's an incredible lady. But it's been an incredibly uh, tough week for me. And it's just even though you know the inevitable, having your mom into my 50s has been a blessing, an absolute blessing. And But to know she's exiting soon, and by the way, she's already told me uh, in no uncertain terms, well, when I bite the dust, I'm like, Mom, I don't need you to hear you say bite the Don't say bite the dust. Just don't say that to me, please. But she's funny about it, and she's being really cool about it. And I have to remind myself as I get a little overwhelmed at times thinking about it, is that it's about her. This is about her. I know many of the listening audience has gone through it already, but um, I would appreciate it if a special intention today, if you are a person of faith and you will be attending a house of worship, or if you just wanna keep my mom in your thoughts and your prayers, I would greatly appreciate it. I don't need your prayers and thoughts, um, though I would always welcome them. Uh, I don't need them, and my mom really doesn't need them either. But just, I'm, I'm asking for her to have some peace and to have some, uh, not pain, to be delivered from pain. And the doctors have been, and the Bryn Mawr Health System in suburban Philadelphia are, are absolutely amazing people. And God bless all of you um, for what you do for your patients. All of you in the healthcare industry and everything that you do, uh, you people are rock stars. Absolute rock stars. So where we start the official part of the show today... Begins at where last night it was supposed to be different. Last night was supposed to be something a little bit different. We were supposed to be seeing the number two and the number three teams in the country play last night. We were supposed to be seeing Alabama and Georgia. The battle of two of the Titans in college football. Well, one of the titans of college football decided to show up and play four quarters. The other titan showed up for a half. And that's where we're at. There are not two national title contenders in the Southeastern Conference, at least on October the 18th. And things can change. But the SEC, which is always the titanic, just behemoth, the large monstrosity that everybody stares at and says, wow, that is a a weapon of destruction. They're always going to have a team that legitimately has a chance to be the national champion every year. And I'm not forgetting about the, the Clemson Tigers who are every bit the caliber of any SEC program that's out there. But they're a lone wolf in their conference. A lone wolf. Nobody else even a, 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 in the conversation of being legitimate. And we'll get to North Carolina later. But the SEC is always supposed to give us a plan B. Or in some crazy years, a plan C. This year... In the year of pandemic COVID mania, everybody decided to drink the Dan Mullen Kool-Aid. Which I would suggest can leave you with a little bit of a bitter aftertaste. Everybody spent the summer telling you about Florida. And yes, Florida has a really, really amazing offense. What Dan Mullen can draw up and can get you excited about on the offensive side of the ball is really, really impressive. But the Florida defense is so shaky, so bad. What I believe Clemson or Alabama would do to it is illegal in at least 30-something states. It's just you're not allowed to do that. I'm even going to tell you that what the Georgia offense could put on them would begin minimum with 30 something 30-something, and that's a Georgia offense last night that after adjustments were made at halftime was absolutely anemic. No little blue pill was rescuing Georgia last night. And for Alabama, it was the perfect answer. In a week where Nick Saban somehow had a positive COVID test, And yes, as you know, like Indianapolis Colts, like where we've had 77 of them, I don't believe he ever had it. I believe he had a false test because he went and had three more tests and he was fine and he was asymptomatic. I had a doctor say to me this week, by the way, because I was hanging out with doctors a lot this week, and I asked the doctor what's life like during the pandemic, and he said, John if we tested every person in the country right now for COVID, every single person was mandated to go and have a test, to go back to work, to go into a restaurant, you had to have like a stamp on your hand to show that you had a COVID test. He said, we'd find out that the test results, that it's that, that 50 times as many people as we think have it, have it. And this was one doctor's opinion, but he said that, uh, for Nick Saban, I'm glad that he was able to bounce back so quickly. I'm, not, I'm very skeptical that he ever had it. I think he had a false positive. And for Georgia, they also had a false positive. They had a false positive that you could go to Alabama and win with a walk-on quarterback. And with all due respect to Stetson Bennett, the fact that he ended up being the best option is an indictment. Now, it's not necessarily an indictment on the coaching staff. It may be an indictment on the other guys. But you must excuse me if I do have a question mark about the head coach and his evaluation of quarterbacks. I got a question about it. Because this is a head coach who did a really, really good job of winning a a ton of games with Jake Fromm as his starting quarterback. But this was also a coach who had a guy like Justin Fields in his program and said, no, we're good. We're good. Now... Jake Fromm had just come off the national championship game where he left the field, and remember this, he left the field in overtime of the national championship game winning. It was a spectacular season. His freshman season was spectacular. And Jake Fromm deserved better than the second and 26 that ended up slitting Georgia's throat and giving Alabama another national championship. Jake Fromm deserved better. He walked off the field winning. And he ended up losing. But from that point, Jake Fromm's career at Georgia definitely took a step back. When your best season is your freshman season, and your sophomore year and your junior year, there are actually signs of regression at times. That's not good. You're supposed to ascend. You know what you would do? You ascend. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has taken it to a whole nother level at Clemson. He ascends. But you had Justin Fields under your roof, and you said, no, we're good. We, I like the offense we run. And Jake Fromm, well, and people said, well, you can't take, and I, by the way, I was one of them. So I am not, I'm, I'm using 2020 hindsight here. Be honest with you. The idea, well, you can't take Jake Fromm out. He just played the national championship game. You can't take him out. But there were eyes that saw Jake Fromm and saw Justin Fields and says, you know what? No, 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 we're good. We're good. That Justin Fields guy. We we, we, we can't adjust our offense like that. We're not built to do that. BS.com. If you can't win, if you can't do whatever it takes to adjust to be able to take care of a talent or to make the adjustments that you need to make, Because now you've admitted it. Now you've admitted it. The offense that I was clinging to, if you're Kirby smart, the offense you were clinging to, which was honestly 80s-era mentality offense, didn't work. So now you change everything up. But unfortunately, the guy you, when you had the chance to change things up for, he's at Ohio State. And by the way, He very well may end up taking your seat at the college football playoff table because you had a chance to grab a chair and someone pulled the chair out from under you. That was decisive last night. Don't let anyone spin it for you any other way. The SEC has one national championship contender. And they're in Tuscaloosa. Florida already proved it last week at Texas anybody can have an off week the Florida defense is not ready for prime time if you can't see that with your two eyes we're not able to even have a conversation and last night you saw it again when Georgia stares down the big boy the bully they find a way to not be able to deliver they got to change right now I've never seen anything. And and Ohio State, welcome back to the party next weekend. Welcome back to the party. Because right now, there's going to be a college football playoff where I'm going to tell you, you don't need four teams this year. You don't need four. Well, maybe you do. You need a patsy to play Clemson in the national semifinal. Because who do you actually believe belongs in the conversation with Clemson and Alabama. I believe Ohio State will put themselves in that conversation. I believe they're going to insert themselves into that conversation. But who would be your possible fourth? Who could possibly be that fourth team that you believe in a in a in a in a, in a 2 week period, well really like a 10 day period, could find a way to beat Let's say first week beat Clemson, second week beat Alabama. Because folks, there is nobody, and I will save judgment on Ohio State. and I'm putting, uh, believe me, I, I'm assuming they're going to grab one of the one of the chairs at the table. I'm assuming this on Ohio State. But who would be your fourth? Because there is no program that looks equipped. To, in consecutive weeks, be able to beat Alabama and Clemson. This is the year college football doesn't need four teams. And for all of you bobbleheads that constantly are pushing for, we need an eight-team playoff. No, the hell we don't. This year, we don't even need a four-team playoff. It's terrible. The gap between the best and the runners-up, it's massive. It's massive. Don't need it at all. I'm fired up. I'm excited. We're going to have a bunch of people joining us today. We will talk about the baseball from last night coming up. Or plenty of that. Plus, all of a sudden, we'll look to the uh, NFL schedule for the day, including the Battle of the Bays. And we will go back to Tuscaloosa a little bit later on in the hour. And I was in Tuscaloosa this week. So I'll tell you a little about that. I had a lot of people uh, responding on social media this week, so I will check in on that. You can join us on the show anytime you wish at 855-212-4CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is sponsored by Geico. You want to know what's really scary? Seeing how much you could have been saving on car insurance by making the switch to Geico. It's going to keep you up at night. So why don't you make the call today? Check it on out. Switch to Geico and save. There were two pivotal games last night in the world of Major League Baseball. Baseball's been delivering the drama. But somehow it still seems a little flat. We'll get to that next. It's the John Kincaid Show. Welcome aboard CBS Sports Radio.
1: This is the John Kincaid Show. The glass is never half-empty here because a glass can't be half-empty. More insights like that coming your way on The John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Yes, stop using stupid cliches. That is a mandate here on The John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. There'll be plenty of stupid on the show, but the stupid will be supplied by the host. That's why they put my name on the show. I'm required to bring the stupid every week. You don't bring it. Glass half empty. Unbelievable. People still using that. We had a game six last night, late afternoon. Dodgers and the Braves. And talking about little blue pill, I think they needed some for the Atlanta area yesterday because that uh, Braves offense down there in Texas's beautiful ballpark. Looks like a beautiful ballpark. Anthony, if you're going to make that trip once COVID ends, right? That will be on your list because you try to hit every single stadium. I have 10 left. So you have 10 left. So Texas would not be – have you done Houston? No, I have not done Houston. So you would do you would do the two Texas stadiums there. You would do them in the same trip, right? I would probably? like
1: to if possible.
2: Well, tell me you'll road trip it, though.
1: Road you'll fly trip to it?
2: One, yeah, you'll fly to one city and then drive over to the other.
1: Oh, yeah, I could, g- I'll do that, yeah. Because
2: you've got to see you, – you're a person who loves to poke uh, around like, like towns yeah. and stuff. You would love driving in Texas. You would love it. I think I would as well. Would you just go and see Chip and Joanna? Would I go see Chip and Diana? Chip and Joanna. And Joanna? Yeah, down in Waco from uh, you know from HGTV. I had no idea who you were just talking about. Just you Diana. don't know Joanna Gaines? Dude. You don't know Chip and Joanna? Okay, you're off. You're you're in a ten minute suspension. Ten minute suspension. I'm gonna
1: have to look them up.
2: You will see Joanna Gaines, and you'll be like, "Hey, I need to watch more HGTV." She's not even on there anymore. They're why are you watching?
1: What's on HGTV?
2: It uh is like the home television show. It's like the. Uh,
1: why? What do I need to be watching that for? What are you doing watching that? What are you buying off of there? not buying nonsense. anything it's the it's the, so the you watching it for if you're not buying I, anything
2: it's not, it's not a buying show a state, a station it's the show that uh it's the station where you learn how to fix things around your house you do uh you know you you have love it or list it you don't watch any of these shows
1: no not on HGTV you don't know love it or list it no I, are, no are I you going to love it or are
2: you going to list it you don't know the balmers Nope, have no idea who these either. people are, and nope. you don't know Chip and Joanna. Okay, this is terrible, America. Feel free to tell at Tony Pierno on Twitter. Tell him what he's missing. I do watch TLC a lot. What's TLC? Other than a you know a, a throwback music, um, you know they have um, the Say Yes to the Dress uh, show. Oh my gosh! They have um, the little oh couple, little people, big world. So you are watching that. You are watching that stuff. And you don't watch HGTV. Unbelievable. All right, let me give you this. Dodgers even the series with the Braves game seven tonight. The Dodgers, it it has been a series of pretty much no momentum. It's been a series of stops and starts. So do I know what's going to happen in game seven tonight? We'll preview a little bit later on. But what I do know is this. The Braves have had two opportunities to get to the World Series here, and they've blown two of them. Now you hope that you cash in on the third time if you're Atlanta. Because the Rays had three opportunities to get to the World Series and blew three of them. But what they had in their back pocket was that fourth opportunity and they managed to pull it off last night. Everyone, collective sigh, the Houston Astros will not be in the World Series. Oh, ah. Oh. I hate it when bad things happen to good people, but I love it when bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> I love, I absolutely love it, love it, love it when bad things happen to bad people. And I'm glad. You know what? It was more delicious. If the Astros had been swept, then it would have been like, okay, easy to get over. We're under 500 in the regular season. Ah, you know, we we. It's, that's just terrible. What happened? But the fact that they kept 3-1, 3-2, 3-3, oh, they're going to come all the way back. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. That was better for Tampa. Even though they 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 were they, they were lucky to survive that. Because you lose three games in a row, psychologically, it's damaging. I think for the Braves, losing game five and game six is psychologically damaging. But I'm smart enough to realize that every single series has its own life and every single game has its own life. And we'll see a game seven tonight, so there's a little bit of good drama. All right, I want to make sure you get in with us. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. JB in Louisville, Kentucky joins us. JB, how you doing today, brother?
1: Hey, man, thanks for letting me lead off. I called you a few weeks ago, coming, driving back to Louisville. Uh working my third shift job, so uh, retired. Anyway, retired from, uh, I told you I was retired from uh, State, and uh, I just enjoy your show immensely. Thank you Uh, so much. I did do the, it makes my day driving home, but uh, I did do the uh, Velvet Elvis in Dallas, ate some gator tails, and ended up at a gentleman's gentleman's club in Houston later on that (laughs) night.
2: Well, then you really, you did the trifecta then. <laughs> you yes, you man, no wait! A Can I ask you? Do you know who Joanna Gaines is? I do not. Oh my gosh. This is incredible. This is incredible. Okay, everybody will be googling Joanna Gaines later. She is spectacular. HGTV, it's great. So, what do you got for me on Kirby Smart, though?
1: Uh, so he, when I was watching that game, Alabama's uh, the national championship game you were talking about. Jake walked off the field. They sacked uh, Tua Tungulo, Bova, and uh, on,
2: on first down, you know, they uh, sack him for a 16-yard loss.
1: Exactly. So their field goal kicker was atrocious. Correct. Alabama field goal kickers, he was He
2: oh. was terrible. I did and, and and he was a defensive back too in his career, which is even worse. But the thing is, and I'm a fan. I'm am a big fan of Kirby. Appreciate your call. I'm a big fan of Kirby Smart and what he's done at Georgia. And there's a level of talent on that roster and everything that has been raised, clearly raised from his predecessor Mark Richt. But it's re- I mean it's five years in and it's not ready for prime time yet, not the real prime time. The Clemson. The Alabama matchup. John in Chicago joins us. John, did you enjoy the baseball yesterday?
1: Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing well, buddy. Hey, um, just calling really quick. I'm on my way into work. I listen to you every Sunday. Enjoy your show. Thank you, buddy. Um Enjoy your honesty and your
0: open opinions to everything. But, um, honestly, just want to call in. I don't even have anything to talk about with sports. Really? I just want to call in really quick and say your opening remarks this morning. Um, just want to say that myself,
1: my family, have you and your mom and your family in our prayers, and we'll pray for you and you guys. And um, Thank you so much. You know,
2: Thank you and, so much. I can you tell know. you this, though. I can tell you that I appreciate it so much. Thank you for your call. Um, I can tell you that my mom is in great spirits. She's in great spirits. And as she's told me over and over again, she's 91 years old. She's had double knee replacement at 75. And she had a minor stroke at 89. That caused her to make the decision to stop driving. That's the the only thing. She stopped driving. She sold her car right before her 90th birthday. So the woman's led a fantastic life. And she's inspiring and she's amazing. And... I said to her the other night, I said, what am I going to do when I'm not able to run things by you? Like right now, I'm going through the where my next full time job is going to be. And having a lot of really productive conversations with people about where my next full time opportunity is going to be. And she said, why do you need? She goes, listening was never big on your agenda anyway, she says. So she's still getting digs into the very end. And she says, you know exactly what I'd say. By now, you know exactly the advice I'd give you. And she's right. It's like I can hear it and I can hear it. I I know exactly what she would say and I know exactly what she'd do. I thank you for your kindness.
1: Sports Sunday always starts here. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: I'm telling you, just giving you a heads up, especially if you are a parent of a a junior in high school or a senior in high school, and there are still college decisions potentially being made about where to apply and otherwise. There are some schools that are really putting on a, a strong show, even during COVID, to try to sell you on their uh, programs. So, um, Anthony, we t- we got in the car Monday morning, dropped Nikki Foles off at the um, boarding spot, and got in the car, the rental car. And I will just say this about rental cars. Uh. I've been blessed to, for a long time, I've driven my Audis.
1: Yeah, I drive the fancy cars.
2: When you drive a rental car. They're not to your standards. You say, you say, oh my gosh. I feel like Fred Flintstone. You've been spoiled. Yes. I feel like Fred Flintstone a bit. Like, I have to put my feet through the floor to, like, get the car moving. Like, come on. Come on with these rental cars. But, um, and then I had another one in Philly. I, I went on the cheap rental car in Philly. Because I knew it was only going to be me in the car. So I decided to be me and save a few dollars, and I went with the cheaper rental car. Uh, I, will, I will spend the extra, what, $13 next time to go to the higher you car. You get what you pay for. The tires on this car were so, were so skinny. I don't even know how they stayed on the road. It was unbelievable. When I closed the door to the car, I thought it was gonna, like I was going to break something. It was terrible. But we get in the car, and we drive on over to the University of Alabama. So it was like a two-hour and 40-minute drive from our house in Atlanta. We went over there on Monday, and it was a glorious day. Glorious day on the campus. And let me just say this. The Crimson Tide knows how to put on a football program and a show. For prospective parents. It was. Spectacular. That university is on point. There was a young lady. Named Caitlin. Who led us on our student tour. And I know she has designs on being in the media. But I was there as a parent. So I wasn't going to engage her in conversation about a a media career. But I got to tell you. Find Caitlin who's one of the student tour leaders at the University of Alabama, and somebody needs to hire her. She is incredible. She is a beautiful young lady. I know she has aspirations to be in sports media, too. I was not going to bother her because I'm on a tour, and I am one of those people who believes that I'm there as Olivia's dad. I'm not there as me. So I literally just kept my mouth shut and stayed in the background. And this young lady was so impressive. Who Every one of the sports networks, every one of the local TV stations in Alabama, they should find Caitlin at Alabama. This young lady, Anthony, was the, be, the best tour guide I've ever seen on any tour in my life. And I've been on tours, tours on vacations, tours on this young lady is a student at Alabama. She was fantastic. Everything about the University of Alabama blew us away. Every single thing. It blew us away. The technology, the beautiful facilities, the uh, gorgeous dorm situation, which is important for a kid. You know, these kids go to college. They want to have a nice dorms. It, it just blew us away. And even during COVID, they let you have enough access that you felt like you were getting a good look into what the university's got going on. Yeah, it looks like we have a clear front runner. Then we drove over on Tuesday to Auburn. We went over to the, uh, you know, we went over to Auburn. That was like two hours and fifteen minutes on the road, I think, driving on over to Auburn, and um, caught a lot of Rick and Bubba along the way uh, on the radio, and uh, the Auburn Tigers put on a put on a nice performance too, and the school has an excellent reputation here in the South, but I must say. Much like on football Saturdays, Alabama's got a leg up right now on Auburn. Now, Auburn's still in the mix because there's a lot of respect there, but as far as tours, access, campus, I got to tell you, Anthony, Anthony, you must go, you must make that trip down. You must make that trip down and see both those campuses. It was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. So University of Georgia is going to be on the clock on Monday, November 2nd, but I'm worried about Georgia because obviously Olivia's thinking about University of Georgia being in her mix, but with Georgia, they're not doing tours they're doing you have to take a self-guided tour. Like they're not even doing tours like they do at Alabama or they do at Auburn. and I was I'm, I'm telling you I'm a little disappointed with this. They're only doing. Self-guided tours. Print off, a, print off a map and go tour yourself. Oh, that's a mark against Georgia. I got to tell you. And there's zero reason for it. There's zero reason why you can't do a student tour for prospective students at this point. Because I've just been to two SEC universities that can. So I'm just saying, just saying, don't miss your opportunities to hook kids when you get a chance to hook them. Because a self-guided tour tells you nothing. Well, walk around with a map? That's not going to tell us anything.
1: John Kincaid, can you use some of his power to uh, get his daughter? I,
2: well, I had power until I was, you know, unceremoniously chicken-caesared a few weeks back. So my power is like, like I'm like, what What did Superman have, dude? What's the green stuff? Uh, the kryptonite. kryptonite. Uh, there's a little kryptonite going on right now, so I don't know that I can wield that kind of power, but I'm just saying. If you miss the opportunity to hook these students, you might miss the opportunity to hook them. All right, this week in the sports media, there was coverage of a funeral that to me was the most over-the-top coverage of a funeral, uh, I would say probably since Princess Diana in 97. And I mean it. It was over-the-top coverage of a funeral but this time nobody died nobody died this time I'm talking about Dak Prescott's injury last Sunday and to watch the coverage of Dak Prescott's injury let's everybody uh, have have a moment of silence here as Dak Prescott got injured And as you know, if you listen to this show, I don't want to like Dak Prescott. As an Eagles fan, I want to dislike Dak Prescott. I don't want to like him. I don't want to respect him, but I do. But the coverage of Dak Prescott's injury this week was a clown show of cartoonish proportions. And that is even for some of the Monday morning debate shows which sort of specialize in cartoonish, over-the-top discussions. Folks, I have seen star quarterbacks go down injured over and over again. And you know what they don't get? They don't get that. The coverage of Dak Prescott being out, I've seen the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, have a devastating injury, have his season end. And the media talks about it, but talks about how can Green Bay survive this. They don't hold a three-day wake for Aaron Rodgers. Carson Wentz in 2017 was the leading MVP candidate. Had already guaranteed his team an NFC East crown when he went down injured. Did everything in the world to lay the groundwork for Nick Foles to be able to come in, take the keys, and win a Super Bowl. Did all the heavy lifting. And when he got hurt, it wasn't this mourning period. I thought everybody on NFL Live was wearing black armbands around their biceps. What is going on? I know this. I know that the Dallas Cowboys moved the meter. And that's fine. But tell me about how the Cowboys survived this. With the heat Miser at quarterback. And by the way, having Andy Dalton isn't so bad. You've got limits on you, but I thought Dallas had limits on it anyway. I didn't think they were winning any Super Bowls this year anyway to begin with. But having Andy Dalton there certainly doesn't make them like you have no chance. But to cover Dak Prescott's injury like it's this... i I Honestly, I thought they were going to close public schools in Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. They probably already done that due to COVID. Absolutely absurd. Everyone, sign the media guest book. And come in and pay your respects. People are like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. It is terrible. It's terrible when anybody gets injured. But you know what? It's not more terrible than when a defensive back tears up his knee or breaks an ankle or otherwise. It's a brutal game. But the bootlick and coverage, to me, is just, was absolutely over the top. I wish Dak Prescott all the best in his recovery, just like I wish every NFL player the best in their recovery when they're hurt. I wish them all a quick recovery. But my gosh, the coverage of Dak Prescott, you honestly, you would think somebody died the way it was handled. Absolute clown show of media coverage. A clown show. Yes, I get it. You want to make sure you keep Dallas front and center. They haven't been relevant in over a quarter of a century, but you want to keep them relevant. But give me a break. Fact was, They weren't a Super Bowl contender when Dak went down. So why were to, can Dallas still be a contender? What? Contender for what? To win the NFC least? Sure, they can contend for that. God knows there are a couple high schools in suburban Dallas that could probably compete for the NFC crown. Let's be honest. I got to tell you this, though. There was something good about Saturday, though. In the state of Texas, let's go across the state of Texas, go to a different spot. I love it when crime doesn't pay. And it would have sucked to see the Astros, who literally got a slap in the wrist from the commissioner of baseball. It would have sucked to see the Astros have a chance to do something special in a year where they got off the hook in a year where they didn't have to face opposing fans and that ridicule. It would have been awful to watch them skate on that. I love the fact that they had it shown to them and then taken away. And for the Tampa Rays, and we'll get into it more a little bit later on in the show, the masterful job that they've done, building an organization. I'd like to say it's a template for everybody else. But what's incredible is you can't copy people's great minds. You can't you can you can take their philosophies, but if you don't have their great minds, you can't cash in the way that they do on it. All right, the door is wide open for a mystery guest. I'll tell you who that is coming up. Plus, did you see this team and that team? They were top five. What? Second hour of the John Kincaid show comes your way next on CBS sports radio. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.